My name is Shandy Chernow, and you're listening to the Shandyland podcast. Joining me today is 20-year-old college student at Rutgers University and CEO and founder of the Allen app, Catherine Shug. Not that many college students also have a CEO and founder title. How does that feel? Uh, feels great. <laughs> feels yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, we'll talk about the Allen app in a little bit, but I want to start out. You've got food allergies, fellow adult with food allergies. Welcome to the party. Uh, tell me your allergy journey. When did you find out or, you know, has it been since you were born? Tell me all the things. Um, so when I was born, um, I had food allergies to dairy, eggs, peanuts, tree nuts, and wheat. I actually grew out of my wheat allergy later on in life, but I also have eczema and asthma. Yeah. So what was that like as a kid when you, um, you know, did you have a lot of reactions? How were your parents? What was it like for you? So my parents didn't really know anything about food allergies before me. My mom actually didn't really take it seriously until she had a child. She was actually going to go back to work, but then she didn't want to like leave me alone because she was too afraid. So I would say like as a kid, it was not only educational for me, but it was also educational for my parents. You know, they really learned how to navigate food allergies. Um, They learned more about going to restaurants, about cooking. My mom learned a whole bunch of uh, allergy-free recipes. Um, So that was like a different area for her, which was very nice, but it was also very worrying for her as with every parent of a child with food allergies. Of course. So, you know, you start school, were you the only one with food allergies? Were there a bunch of other kids too? How, how was that for you? What was your experience? Um, I would say in high school, I was pretty much the only one with, uh, food allergies other than a peanut allergy. So once when I tell people that I'm allergic to dairy, they usually think that I'm lactose intolerant. So I had to tell them, you know, like I'm allergic to dairy and eggs. It's the same severity as a peanut allergy. And they would have a peanut free table where everybody with allergies would gather together. Of course, there wasn't that many kids. So I kind of felt alone, but my parents really helped me through it. That's when they took me to a fair conference, food allergy research and education, where I really found other people that knew exactly what I was going through, which was amazing. Yeah. Let's talk about that peanut free table. This has been a, it's an, it's a pet peeve of mine having allergies to peanuts, but also to other things. How was that for you having allergies to other things? And yet the peanut kids could show up at the table with, you know, a fried egg sandwich or something like that, you know? Yeah, I actually had a method to it. Um, So normally I'd sit at the end of the table. So this way I'd kind of stay away from everybody. I was more of a loner in high school, partly because of the food allergies. Um, I would try to get friends to try to come with me, make sure that they have allergy-friendly foods, um, all of that. And one of my friends actually had celiac disease. So she helped me a lot through, we were were always like allergy buddies, (laughs) sort of, (laughs) even though hers is more of an intolerance, but it really made me feel less alone. Yeah. I mean, people ask us all the time, you know, what's the difference between an allergy and an intolerance? And, you know, medically there's a big difference, but in terms of should you avoid it, there's not much difference, right? The experience is just as painful, just as burdensome every time you want to eat something to have to figure out whether or not it's safe for you. Yeah, exactly. So did were there other kids who didn't have nut allergies that were at that table with you? Uh, Not that I remember, unfortunately. Um, Later in life, though, my youngest sister actually developed food allergies. She has a peanut and shellfish allergy. So then my mom then had two kids with food allergies. Luckily, she already had knowledge of it before my youngest sister. But we also bonded through that a lot more, I would say. 
because you know I taught her about how to use the EpiPen. I taught her about what she couldn't, what she could eat because she just developed allergies. So she wasn't really sure about what to do. She was kind of lost. Yeah. How old was she? Um, she was around 13, I believe. And that was around the time she also figured out she had asthma and she's an athlete. So, yeah, I hear that. Um, and good news, asthma is easier <laughs> than <the food> allergies, <laughs> isn't it? Although I'm sure there's people who would disagree with me. Uh, so you focus a lot on your website about bullying. So did you have, you know, experiences as a high school student or before that, you know, with bullying issues, you know, around you? Um, so I'd say everything that's like bullying related is also a lack of education. Yeah. In, um, you know, in school before I went to college, there was an incident in my history class. Somebody put um, these like treats that had milk on it. And everybody knew in the whole entire class that I had food allergies because I was like known as the food allergy girl. So they put it on my table and I was looking in confusion, like, what are you doing? And then I saw somebody else start videotaping it on Snapchat and all of a sudden it clicked. They wanted to see if it was real. They wanted to test me to see how it was. Instantly, I just become like very upset. I went to the nurse's office, tried to get it figured out. And then later on, I gave a TEDx talk about it actually. And then the principal came up to me. He's like, you know, we do not tolerate this at school. You know, tell me who it was, tell me what happened. And I did. And I found that the school really, really helped me through that. They were very supportive for the entire time. How did that work out? Um, it was okay. I don't actually know what happened to the kids. I haven't spoken to them at all. That was actually the first interaction I've had with them. And it was not a good interaction. So no, not at all. But then you're, you know, you're, you're in school with them for however much longer you have left. Yeah, it was, it was a big school. So luckily I didn't really see them that much. Well, that's good. But the school was supportive. How did they help you? Um, they pretty much uh, created like food allergy policies in place. They made sure that, you know, in all of the classrooms that the teachers were aware of it. They also told the teacher in that specific class about what was going on. So she was the one who also kept an eye on them, which was great. Yeah. Um, what what did those policies great. look like? Um, so I would just say it was a little different than before. You know, people are usually told no peanuts in classrooms, but you don't really hear anything about the other allergies. So because I have airborne allergies, they said no Cheetos, no Doritos, um, especially on band trips. Um, I was in band in uh, high school and, you know, to go on the buses and especially buses, you know, there's a lot of problems with the food. Um, and then before every single band trip, they'd be like, okay, guys, no Doritos, no Cheetos, no peanuts on the bus. And then I see everybody looking at me like that's Catherine Shug. <laughs> yeah. How did that feel? Um. It was okay. Everybody in the band community was very supportive. They would always make sure, you know, um, they could eat stuff that I was able to be around. So that was great. Most of them were friends. So have you had a lot of people come through your website and share their stories also? Yeah, before um, the Allen app, I had Teen Fab. <laughs> After the experience with bullying, that's when I created my first website. Um, it was more for teenagers with food allergies who had experiences with bullying. Um, who didn't really know what to do in restaurants, who were confused in the whole situation. I remember going to a fair conference, this little boy came up to me and he was telling me about this tragic experience where he was on a bus, people were throwing peanut butter at him and the bus driver did absolutely nothing. They told the principal, they told the school, the parents were absolutely worried, it was terrible. And he was just telling me all of this and I tried to help provide more of a community where he could talk to other people. Because I think that's one of the most important things is trying to talk to other people who get it. Because you don't really yeah. see that much in school. 
What happened with the peanut butter on the bus? I don't know if they ever got that completely resolved. They might have switched schools because the school system was terrible. Like they kept on trying to tell everybody. They told the principal, superintendent, bus driver. The parents also came up to me and talked about it. Um, but he did find other friends through the website, which was great. And then we became friends <laughs> during the conference, actually. You know, the once when they had the teen summit throughout the days, so I'd be like, hi, how are you? And then we'd kind of like hang out. We'd bond over it. Hmm. It was a really nice experience. Yeah, that's really cool. So the Teen, teen Fab website is still up, but it has a focus on the Allen app. So what led you to add the two-part question? One, what led you to add the Allen app to kind of your portfolio of resources for the food allergy community? And then uh, tell us all about what it does and what the functionality is and where people can find it. Um, so the idea for an app for people with food allergies, um, I actually had in about like, I had a, the idea in eighth grade. We had a competition about who could come up with the idea. You get like, you know, a small amount of money to pursue it. Mm-hmm. So that was when I came up with the idea for a food allergy app. Because I was always like, oh my gosh, fair conferences are such an amazing thing. I want to be able to talk to more people. And that's when I decided to have a messaging system. And then, you know, years went by, you know, I had school, I had classes, I had teen fab. I never really got to do it. Um, but then in college, my first year of college, I had my first anaphylactic reaction. Um, I was at the dining hall. They gave me a hamburger. I thought it was completely fine because I've had it before. As soon as I took one bite out of it, I realized that the bread had egg. And my, my school Rutgers, they have a specific system, a text to order. So you basically text them about what you want. You text them your allergies. It pulls up a file on their database. So this way they know everything they should do, everything they shouldn't do. So then I'd usually get my food through there. And as soon as I like experienced my anaphylactic reaction, I texted them. I was like, did the bread have egg? And they were like, oh my gosh, yes. Go to the hospital. And I was like, thank you for that advice. But um, it was a very scary experience. Um, <laughs> My friends were there with me too from uh, high school because they actually went to Rockers with me. And we went to the bathroom and I was freaking out. They were freaking out. Um, they kept watching videos about how to administer the EpiPen. <laughs> and for some reason, yeah, for some reason, my friend, she kept on looking at like 50 different websites. She was like, oh my gosh, is this the right brand? Um, is this how you do it? Is it like right here on your thigh? And I'm like, yeah, even though my mom taught her like a bunch of times, you know, in that situation, you still get a little freaked out. Yeah. So she eventually administered it into my thigh. And from there, I was like, you know what? This is what the food allergy community needs. They need this app right now. Because after that, I couldn't really go to the dining halls. I got scared to go to restaurants. I couldn't really go anywhere because I felt safe at the dining hall up until that point. Even now, I never go to that dining hall because I kind of lost trust. Yeah. But um, I tried to find other college students who've had similar experiences, but it was kind of difficult. So that's why last year I created the Allen app. There are a few different um, resources. We have a emergency section, messaging system, and interactive resources that include an allergy translator, recipes, allergy-friendly brands, allergy cards, and a bunch, much more. It's supposed to be an all-in-one app. So if you're in the case where, you know, I'm experiencing an anaphylactic reaction or somebody else, you can easily go to the emergency section, find the brand, find the instructions. And right after you have the um, anaphylactic reaction or allergic reaction or any kind of experience that you want to share, you could just go to the messaging system. 
I just want to make people feel safe. And that's the purpose of the Allen app, to feel safe and to have a community. Yeah. So how do people find each other in the messaging section? How do you kind of find your own community within the food allergy community? Um, so for me, what I've discovered is that, you know, experiences, they differ. What I found is that, you know, it kind of differs through age. So I created three different group chats. There's the teens group chat, young adults, and parents. And what I found is that really resonates with a lot of college students, more so than teenagers and parents, because, you know, you go to fair conferences, you go to fact conferences, they're absolutely amazing. I love it. But it's more focused on teenagers and parents. Right. College students are the more like people who provide guidance, who help those younger kids or help those parents try to get through this. But who's going to help us get through it? Yeah. So that's the kind of purpose of the app. I want to help those young adults too, because what I found is that a lot of college students, they still need this advice. They still want to find a community. It feels great to finally talk to somebody who gets it. And that's what I love about the app too. Yeah. It sounds like a great resource, uh, particularly in that age group. So when you decided to move out of home and go to college, live in the dorms, what was that experience like? And, and I can imagine kind of that last day, your mom your parents like freaking out with like, oh, here's the 27 things we didn't tell you yet about your food allergies, <laughs> right? Like how did, how did that transition go? Um, so my mom is very worried about my food allergies. She makes sure she teaches um, all of my friends about how to use the EpiPen. She makes sure that they know how to read the ingredients, um, all of it. Um, so once when I moved into the dorm, she was very worried about my roommates. Cause you know, we share the same fridge, the same freezer, you know, I have airborne allergies. So how's that situation going to work? Um, so what I did is I tried to find a roommate. I FaceTimed them. And the first thing I said was, you have to know that I have food allergies. So my mom felt better after she knew my roommate, after she was able to talk to her, she told her how to administer the EpiPen. Um, she felt a lot better. And she also talked to the dining hall manager. My mom is very assertive in that way. She wants to make sure that all her kids are safe, even if she has to talk to like the highest person in charge, <laughs> that's my mom. Um, but she still worries, especially with my uh, youngest sister who just went off to college. Oh, really? did she go to Rutgers also? Uh, no, she's at Stevens. It's also in New Jersey. And how was her experience in that transition? Um, for her, she also had to call the dining hall, I believe. But for her, I think it was um, less challenging just because food allergies haven't really been in her life that often, I would say. Um, she does take it very seriously, but it's not as like prevalent in her life as it is in mine. Plus, I always keep nagging her, bring up your pens, tell all your friends, even to this day, I still tell her. So, yeah, no doubt. Shellfish is is probably my most reactive of my allergens. Like it's the one that I have the most problems with, but it's kind of also the easiest to navigate. There's plenty of restaurants that don't even have shellfish, right? So, yeah, and I, I don't have any recollection of there being shellfish in the dining hall in college. <laughs> yeah. I could be wrong. Maybe there was, I don't know. Um, so when you guys were in high school and younger, how did that work, right? Like how did your parents start to let you have the conversation so that you would be prepared for when you left? Um, my mom would always just tell me about my food allergies. It was always an ongoing conversation, especially in my junior year of high school. She'd always tell me what to do with the roommate. She'd always help me with the dining hall. My dad would also help me. Um, it was just an ongoing thing, I would say. Like food allergies never left our mind. We always just wanted to stay safe. So once when college, um, you know, 
started, uh, once I almost started to go to college, um, <laughs> she started looking at all of these discussion boards on Facebook. She started asking people about it. She just really relied on Facebook and um, other group chats, I would say, um, to also get advice. And then she would then send me pictures of the posts. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, so at some point when you're super little, they're having the whole conversation, right? The family goes out to eat at a restaurant. The kid's not really saying anything. When did they start transitioning that to you so that you could learn? Um, I'd probably say in high school. Um, I'm kind of, I was used to my mom always advocating for me. Yeah. Whenever I go to a restaurant, she'd be like, all right, she has these allergies. Make sure there's no cross contamination. If somebody says, sorry, she can't have these fries. It's in the same fryer. We'll get a different pan. My mom, you know, doesn't give up. She wants to make sure I have a normal life. But then once when I went in high school, she was like, all right, you need to start learning this for yourself because in high school, that's when the band trips begun. Mm -hmm. And I was going to be by myself during these trips. I'd have to advocate for myself. So I'd probably say that's once when I started, you know, advocating at restaurants. That's when I started to do it all. Um, even though I did in middle school, it was kind of more, um, I'd say me being more independent in high school. That was the huge transition. Um, yeah, even now she still tries to help me <laughs> with all the food allergies. Um, she still tries to, whenever we go to restaurants, I advocate first. I first tell them about my food allergies. And if something goes wrong, then my mom, you know, says some stuff. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So what advice would you have for other teenagers and their parents as they're, you know, in that high school thinking about that transition to college? Um, I would say just try to be more independent. Um, advocation is like a very, very huge thing, especially when it comes to food allergies. Don't be afraid to tell other people about this condition that you have. Don't be afraid to speak up because that's what really creates the change. That's what's the difference between being safe and what's not. Don't worry about trying to fit in with your friends because if they are your friends, they will care about it. They'll also try to look out for you. So just don't be afraid to ever speak out about your food allergies. Just accept it and just find people who will support you through the entire process. What about for other people who want to create their own app or their own website? I love that question. <laughs> um, I always try to encourage people to create a website or app. Um, we have um, Allen Ambassadors who are like teenagers and young adults who take initiative, who try to make a difference in the food allergy community. I absolutely love it. I love seeing people try to make a difference. I love seeing people like, create like Instagram profiles to advocate for food allergies. It's my absolutely favorite thing. So if you want to get started, just don't wait. You know, you can do it. Like I will, you know, be there for you. I will support you. I will absolutely like advertise it for you. I think it's great. More young adults should start like helping to create a change. So what stumbling blocks did you come upon that you could maybe help someone else prevent in that process or avoid, um, I guess, not prevent? I would probably say that being in school and also um, doing the app is probably one of the biggest challenges. Um, my schedule is very crazy. I have to, uh, you know, class, I have to do clubs. I also have to manage the Allen app. I would say time management is the most important thing. Preparation is also very important. Before I made the app, I spent like four months um, researching everything, uh, making sure, you know, I know the finances, the marketing, every department there is of a business because it's up to you to make sure that it succeeds. It's up to you to manage it. It's like, it's your kid. That's how I view my business. It's my kid. But um, 
I would just say that um, time management is important. Even if you are busy, just try to find little time like here and there. You know, even an hour works. An hour can make a difference. An hour can make a post that will help people share their experiences. It'll help them, you know, give them advice. It'll guide them. So I'd say just keep doing it. Don't have any doubts. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that that is absolutely great advice. How did you learn like the technology side of it? Um, so I really like art and design. So that's always been a thing for me. That's how I created the website. I was really into, um, you know, website building. I've always been into marketing and especially with my like previous website team pad, that's how I discovered my major. So once when I discovered that I could make an app, I instantly looked up everything about UX design. And I found that I had a really, really strong interest in it. Um, so that's when I began to create drafts. That's once when I began to like do everything. Um, and then I kind of um, hired a freelancer to also help with the app because I am not a coder, I am a designer. So um, I just kind of looked for um, other resources that could help me develop the app. So you outsourced the the technology, like the techie part of it, and you did all of the yeah. design and all of those things. What is your major, by the way? Oh, uh, communications with a minor in digital marketing and entrepreneurship. Nice. What does a communications major do? Um, it's similar to marketing. Um, I want to be able to create posts, advertise for specific companies, promote um, specific brands. Um, it's a very like um, wide uh topic, I guess. You could do a whole bunch of things with it, which I love it. Very good. So what's next for you and what's next for the Allen app? Um, I would, right now we're actually working on um, upgrading the app. We want to expand the messaging system um, and the recipe system as well, because um, I found that a lot of people, you know, with food allergies, it's difficult to find allergy-friendly recipes. Um, my boyfriend, actually, he learned to cook all of these allergy-friendly foods, so this way I'd be able to eat them. So I would say that we're also going to make more videos. We're trying to expand on the messaging system. We're really going to try to enhance the community, trying to make everybody involved in this because we want everybody to have a voice. We want everybody to be, have a community. We want everybody to be safe. Very good. How can people connect with you and with the Allen app online? Um, you can always visit the website, theallenapp.com, A-L-A-N-A-P-P.com. And then you could also follow us on Instagram or um, Facebook. And you can also email me at Catherine at theallenapp.com. Very good. And then I like to close off all the episodes with two truths and a lie. So don't tell us which one the lie is and in no particular order. If listeners, you'd like to know what Catherine's lie is, you'll have to come talk to us in the comments on social media or on your favorite podcast platform. So Catherine, two truths and a lie. Um, so I'd probably say, okay, first one is that I have two sisters. Second one is that I play five mm -hmm. instruments. And third one is that I have three pets. Okay, all number-based. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Easy to, to sneak a lie into those. Very intelligent and creative. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure everybody heading into college or with kids heading into college learned so much from you today. Uh, listeners, go download the Allen app if it's applicable for you. And if you have any questions, reach out to Catherine. Catherine, thanks again. Listeners, thanks for sticking around. And as always, this has been the Shandyland Podcast. Yeah.